Hello everyone, and welcome back to Traveler's Tales. What were you expecting me to do? I, Say, it's okay, I like then. pizza? Uh, it was an F word. What if we were just totally silent one day? What if we just, like, you just <laughs> didn't respond? You just really become statues. Yeah, that would. So, everyone <laughs> Just one day where only, only the DM plays. <laughs> I play everyone's character. Okay. Well, everyone, welcome back. Uh, in case you weren't here for our last episode, which you probably should have been since it was uh, important. But just in case you weren't, you decided for some reason to skip over it. The party had met Azrak. They were just traveling to put a sort of um, monitoring device on this cliff where they found the sort of weird artifact, that sort of portal slash thing that was associated with Merkel, surrounded with undead, when they uh, when they encountered Azeroth. This sort of weird, undead, reanimated form of Azeroth, and it recognized them, and it began to sort of float towards them and attack them. And they seemed to take down that form of Azeroth with not that much trouble. Maybe a little bit too much easiness. It's a weird way to say it. But as that sort of undead form of Azeroth fell to the ground, struck down by Sagor's mighty axe, a giant scream was let out as Azeroth was sort of pushed back into this massive undead form. His body was twisted and transformed into a towering, necrotic beast that the party had to handle. And they had quite a rough go of it, especially because they were surrounded by a horde of undead. In fact, so much so, one party member, the wizard in particular, lost his life. But thankfully, the cleric did cleric thingy. You know, waved he his died magic. that day. Waved his magic wand. But he survived. I died, but I lived! He waved his magic wand, and Victor, blessedly so, was revived. Uh, How Victor's even edgier. Exactly. he's died. He's died. He's seen the other end. So. I wonder what that chapter in your little book of things would he wrote, be He about. wrote so many notes. It, it was quite edgy? boring, actually. <laughs> There was nothing. I wouldn't really say he's edgy. I think Victor can be edgy. Yeah. If, if he, he wants he, to. He, he has kind of a multi Yeah. Multi-personality. But, he's all split up. He's got the... He's got the... the he's got, your he's mother got one, has a large diameter. <laughs> and then he also has... You know... Your mom. Not that that's his voice. I don't know why I did uh, <laughs> some Englishman. <laughs> some random Englishman. So, anyways. I mean, he's got, he's got multiple uh, layers. The, yeah. Multifaceted character. Uh, Victor's strange... Um, the, the seven party members, four of which are Victor, um, found their way into Kobold Castle. And, four of which uh, are Victor. <laughs> yeah. You're all Victor. <laughs> Uh, they all rested in Kobold Castle um, after Victor kind of puked up a magic crystal 
the night otherwise was fairly uneventful. You all went to bed exhausted after that fight. Um, your task completed a little bit more roughly than you would have hoped, but completed nonetheless. And you now went to bed. So, uh, you all wake up somewhat um, mid-morning and you have the day to yourselves. What do you all wish to do in Cobalt Castle? Alright, so how long has it been? Hang on, Uh, sorry, one second. Victor, I assume you uh, slept near Sagor. Indeed. You find his bed empty in the morning. I shall report this to my friends. Yeah, so as you all get up, Um, what are you going to do? So I I come out, walk out with Victor's usual swaggy stride. Um, The place is nine swaggy stride. A few kobolds are already (laughs) bustling around the halls. They're... uh, they're busying themselves with tasks around the area, and a few of them. Ah, good morning, Mr. Victor. They greet you. Hello, fine, small reptilian children people. I heard that one before. <laughs> I continue walking. <laughs> I, um. Whose dog is I, that? As I. That is. That is mine. <laughs> um, it's. We have a we have my sister's baby husky in the background. Right. She it's staying with us for the weekend. That's but, all right. Yeah. Um, so we um, I'll go into the into the main area and uh, when I see Tex and Ruldriac, um, I, would I seem the to have. Yes, I could assume. I assume meet in the cafeteria. Yeah. Yes, uh, Tex is the. Uh... Uh, there are some younger kobolds, uh, in order to, de- to develop their, uh, sense of balance. She is picking them up and throwing them into a large pile. And then they run back to her to be thrown again. They enjoy it. You're obviously strong enough to do that, so they're, they're young and free, and they, they enjoy being tossed around. Uh, what was text. what was the name of the leader kobold again? It was like King Craig or something. King Cargon. That's his name. King Craig. He's gonna text. be the Craig. I see you are Italian. babysitting again, again, baby, ah, ah. baby throwing. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> that is not much throwing. Well, not much sitting here. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, I can see that. So um, I seem to have lost Sagor. You lost him. Uh, I uh, that that is my word choice. However, I, not entirely accurate. But he is gone. Interesting. Uh, I will check with the guard and see if they have seen anything. Um. Yes, that would be a good idea. Uh, you take I this. Uh, and uh, Tex hands uh just hands him a kobold, a young kobold, uh. and then. And then walks off to uh, oh, yeah. probably the armory. Okay. I uh, I receive the kobold, um, and I just I, I I don't say a word to the child. I just you just stare. Grab him. it. 
and then and then like hold him as I'm walking. <laughs> and then I walk him. to the front. Yeah, I walk to the front gate and I go up to the guard. Hello, good day, wonderful it's morning. Kind of a uh, is a cobalt with like um, like a like a really weird like sort of birth defect. He has like one really tiny arm, and his other arm is just regular. So like a little dagger. Oh, oh hi. Oh, hello there. <laughs> hi, Mister um, Victor. Yes. Uh, ha did you happen to see Sagor at any point in time exiting the castle? Uh, which one, Sagor again? The 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 big one, the human, the big uh, human guy. Uh Doesn't wear much. Nah, I didn't see him. Sorry. Huh. Were you on the night shift? No. Who was on the night shift? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's not very helpful. <laughs> anyway, Tex, you go to the armory. Um, you find it mostly empty. Just a couple of kobolds that are kind of handling some of the weapons. Okay, so like, would there be... Does this castle have a barracks? Uh, that is pretty much the barracks. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. There's the armory. They have um, a room where all the a bunch of beds where the soldiers would have slept. Mm. Um, do you want to look there? Yeah, I'll look there. You don't find Sagor there either. Just several kobolds, okay. some sleeping, some eating breakfast, or just getting up. I'm just gonna ask. Uh, do a, were any of you uh, active during the night? Uh, any of you are part of the night shift? Um, you get a general no. Most of them say they were sleeping or they they didn't see anything. But on your okay. way, but on your way out from the barracks, you run into Derek, the human. Okay, yeah. Um, and he, um, you see, he's carrying over his shoulder uh, a cloak. It's kind of a weirdly colored cloak. Uh, it has like sort of scales and fur on it, and he has kind of a sullen look on his face, and he's holding a piece of paper in his hand. And he, uh, um, I was looking for you. Oh. Um, do you know where it the sounds rest of the members are? Uh, I know one of them is in the cafeteria. Uh, you go there. I will find the other. Okay. Um, he goes off to the cafeteria. Victor, you see, or, or sorry, Gruljack, you see um, Derek enter the cafeteria with, um, again, the aforementioned funny-looking cloak and a letter, and he uh, spots you and sits down next to you. Oh, hey. Hey, Derek, how's it going? <sighs> There's something important I need to tell you all. Eh? Just... Wait until Tex gets back with Victor. This, um, it's about Segor. Mm. Um, so I assume Tex, you get Victor and return him and you to the cafeteria? Yeah, I go looking for Victor <clears throat> and I guess eventually I find him. Yeah. Hello there! He's still holding the kobold. General Kenobi. <laughs> so. Wait. Okay, yeah, no I am here to return the child. <laughs> oh, the this one. is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins. So, 
the two of you return, and you sit down next to Gruljack and Derek. And uh, Derek kind of, <clears throat> he clears his throat, and he takes that cloak off of his shoulder and lies it down on the table. And immediately, once you see the other end of it, you recognize it's Sagor's cloak. The one he used to wear that was made of the dragon and lion and goat head. ruh and, uh, he oh no, the coat of three heads. He holds the paper in his hand. <sighs> Last night, I was on the night shift. Um, and Segor asked me to write something for him. He wanted to oh. tell you. He wanted to tell you something. He wanted to write you a note. Um, he asked me to write it for him. And he unfolds the piece of paper and reads it out loud. And this is what it says. Dear friends, I have left to find my home. In recent times I have felt closer than ever to you, and I am happy to see you all growing and fighting alongside me. But while I see you all as my family, there is a true family that waits for me somewhere out there. I have not seen them in a very long time. And my heart aches to tell them that I am alive and well after so many years. Do not take this as a rejection of you. It is hard enough for me to leave you all behind. But I cannot wait any longer to visit the place I hail from. Visions and Guiding words have reminded me of the home I once forgot, and I will heed them. I will not be gone forever, just for a time. I think you all are strong, just as strong as me, in ways you may not realize. I wouldn't leave if I didn't think you were strong enough to hold yourselves together, even without me. When you are most in need, I swear by my birthright, and by my mother, father, and grandfather, I will return. Until then, I bid you farewell. Segordotsk. Postscript. Take care of my cape for me. I tried to keep him from leaving, but... He, he had his mind set, and there wasn't much that I could do. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I, I, I really tried, but it was what he wanted to do. And in... You know, it's better than how we lost Silden, so... You know, I'm proud of him. I do have one question. For me? Uh, sort of, yes. Uh, that was more words than I have ever heard from him the entire time I knew him. I was going to say something similar. <laughs> Believe me, I, I think the same. I think something motivated him to speak. But he said he would be back. Just don't know when. So this is all that I can 
do. I promised him that I would tell you and that I would deliver this. And he pushes his cape toward you guys. I, I'm guessing I'm sitting right next to Derek, am I? I yeah, he's sat next to you. I, I look at him and I say, Derek, it's it's not your fault. If anything, honestly, I'm just happy he's out of this situation altogether. We never signed up for this, you know? This adventure we started off on, it was just an SOS from this place. Just a call for help. And then we just investigated, and now we're on this wild goose chase of an adventure. Yeah, it got pretty complicated pretty fast. Yep. I just wish there were more I could have done. He's a hero. The world needs him. There's no one Derek, else. Everybody's a hero. You just need to see yourself as one. I hope he returns. And I hope it's soon. But we will do as we can without him. We'll find a way. <laughs> Indeed. I suppose. Hell, we've made it this far, haven't we? Yes. Well, he pushes his chair back. I'm going to get some breakfast. You two, you three, saddle on what you need to. And he goes oh, yeah. Don't get the rat soup. I do not suggest it. I didn't plan on it. <laughs> and he walks off to go get some food for himself. So, cool. Okay. Well then, this uh, revelation leaves you all a bit silent for a moment. It definitely feels different without your big man sitting at the table beside you. So, the cape is still there for you guys to take. And other than that. What do you do? I am not the one who should wear it, as I don't think it would fit me. I think I'm a bit too small for it. Myself. Is this something that we want to wear? It is... Frankly, it, it looks like it, it, it feels like it should be something that we... Uh, Maybe we hang it up in the, uh, in the, what used to be the chieftain's room. Exactly. Uh, like, maybe we can get it framed, perhaps? Or make it the banner of some sort? Wait. Just... We... So, in the castle, there's the, there's the castle door in the main room, right? Uh, yeah. The, the, you enter the castle, it's basically a long hallway, and the main, like, Captain's room, where Cat, where King Cargon is, it's like the first room on the left. Okay, on <clears throat> um, and in this large hallway, there is the plaque of the deal we made with the kobolds, right? Uh, forgive me, but I don't recall you making a plaque out of it. I think you just said we'll pay you to protect this, and they were like, sure. I remember, we, but you I can certainly we made we made a plaque to say this is what you guys are. Are going to do because you know 
hopefully these kobolds live longer than seven years, but yeah, it's probably going to be several generations by then. They might forget their original purpose. It's perfectly fine if you want to say that was there. I don't recall it, but sure, we can say there's a plaque up there that is uh, like a, a rule, a binding of, uh, of the resistance and the kobolds. Great. Now, what if this hallway is like our trophy hallway? You can certainly make it that. There's, um, there's... Things on display. Yeah, there's probably about 15 feet of space between the first room and, like, where the stairs go to the basement. Why don't we make a small encasement for the, um... Cape? Cape. I'm fine with this. I don't know why, I just had a giant brain. He didn't lag, he just didn't remember things. (laughs) It wasn't a lag, I just flew out of my mind for some reason. But yeah, what if we made a case for this case and put it on display in this room? You can certainly do that. It isn't a trophy, though. No, it's not. It's it's not a trophy of any sort, but it's... I mean, it kind of is. It's, from, it's made from the bodies of enemies, from the heads of enemies we fought. If anything, this is a trophy. This is Sagor's trophy hmm. pause for a second um spencer you're a little um, quiet could you turn up your audio a little bit i'll see what i can do just yeah <laughs> this is the part that i'll edit out say whatever you want because i'm going to edit out this part so so yeah um so with yeah. this if he's going to edit edit this part out. Hey Gideon. Yes. How much how much how many new kobolds did we get? What how many are flyers? How many are are the super, super um, this is the super soldier question. kobolds? So these are the important questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh and how many are like the wizard dudes? Um I would say probably there's close to one hundred kobolds by now. The base is getting a little full. You see there are now some tents outside of the base where uh, kobolds have uh, made their home so that you can house them. And you've I, seen... I thought the kobold moment. I expected that they would use the hole in the... The hole? No, that's an escape route. That's that's that that's is... an escape route. Um, and you've seen a total of two birds so far. One that was kind of like flying around and the other one that was kind of walking. Um, one that's not very popular with the other kobolds. They kind of get shoved okay. around, but two birds so far. No sorcerers, but a couple of um, decent-looking warriors, uh, and a hundred kobolds, probably about uh, in total. Cool. Okay. <laughs> with that, um, yeah, we're gonna make a display case for this for this Kofi of a cape. Okay. Kofi. Mm-hmm. Kofi of a cape. Yeah. So Kofi. Uh, Spencer, did you get Kofi, guys? Did you get it fixed? <laughs> Is this any better? So yeah, that's good. So. Anyways, okay. I'm gonna. We're gonna come back to conversation. So yeah. Uh, okay. In and the hallway, a trophy for the cape. Uh, out of character. What a. Uh, um. What are the heads on his cape? So from what I recall. On the one shoulder, there's a dragon, and on the other, there's a lion. And the the cape itself 
Um, goat, right? No. Well, well, for someone of Sagor's height, it comes to like a little bit above the knees. It's made of like a weird mix of like lion fur, a little bit of goat fur, and some dragon scales and cloth. So it's kind of an amalgamation. It looks okay. Sagor thought it looked super cool, but to the most people, it would probably kind of look a little ugly. I mean, I think it looks totally rad. Yeah, we should I'm... make our castle insignia, or we should make our castle insignia of these three animals. Okay, and then also, with that, uh, I was thinking, so there's four of us, and then there's Sagor, and then there's three heads. Hmm. <laughs> Could we be the, uh, sort of the, uh... The heads. The, the hypothetical dragon, goat, and lion? I don't think Victor fits into any of those. It kind of makes it sound like we're going to be... I don't know, Victor is more, more or less made a into a, a little glass cannon. Yeah, I am the goat. I am the greatest of all time. Indeed. Are you are you gonna be making a martyrdom out of this insignia? We kill everyone and infuse their souls into the cape. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Just an idea. What's the spell? Soul. Soul. Soul cage. Soul cage. <laughs> yes. Like a, it's, it's a high level spell. Everybody you hate, we just entrapped in this case. Cape. Case. Um. I believe cage. I am. A learn soul cage uh as you guys you see discussing... every single hair every single hair on this cape has a human soul in it <laughs> uh as you guys are discussing Gruldrak, you get a message from ibnaron from Aaron mcbig ring 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 ah. hello hello um have you all visited the archives yet uh, uh no not yet okay no um, we have not uh, something important has come up. You need to visit the archives. Do you remember what to do when you get there? Uh. No. No. We, we do not. Okay. Actually, can I roll a history check? Uh, just make a general intelligence check. Oh, great. That's oh, yeah. Eight? Yeah. Uh... So something about like a, something so about a spell. Uh, you, you really don't know. It, no, a, I, don't, it, I don't quite remember. I'm sorry. You know, we, we went back to quickly check out the, the totem thing we told you about with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, spell. okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Long things short, one of us died but lived, and now we're just trying to. Yes, yes. Business as usual. Business as usual. No. Anyways, um, you need to get to the archives because you have to figure out um. How to get a right of enclosure? Okay, the person, the proprietor of the archives. Write, write this down. You remember the the archives are in. Yeah, Victor's like frantically writing things down. Uh, the 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 archives they're they're in Yenelf. Um, you should be able to find them without much trouble. And the proprietor of the archives, his name is Obadiah. He knows me. If you talk to him, he can help you. Uh, if you mention me and you talk to him. He can help you figure out how to find a right of enclosure because uh, these things were written by red dragons and such like that. Just talk to him, tell him you need a right of enclosure, and he can fill you in, okay? Because there's something very important uh, that, 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 that 
that, that I need to, to discuss with you when you get back and when you get that right. Okay? Aye. Okay, good. He hangs up. <laughs> cool. Neat. Boys. like he was in a rush, which is interesting. I know what we're gonna do today. Uh, what is that? My name is not Verb. <laughs> I, I, There's sorry. a hundred and four <laughs> days. <laughs> Confusion. Um, no. no, no, no. Gul'jack's head is shaped like a triangle. <laughs> He's all round and then his head triangle. is just all, all pointy. And then... <laughs> Okay, to cut things short, we need to get to Yenelva. Um, you were so close. You almost said it correctly. We, we need to get to Yenelf, y'all. Uh, I say, since it's not, it did sound like he was in a rush, we should teleport to the, the baby knights and then travel from there. They're starting from there, we have horses and a way to get to, you know, the shore and get back to Mercy. Uh, Y'all down? Good plan. Yee. Yeah, that sounds fine. Good plan. Great. Let us roll out. Hang on. <laughs> we all turn into balls and tis is here. <laughs> okay, so you guys are going the to wheels. teleport. Uh, you guys are gonna teleport to the the Knights Reborn. Okay, so you draw the teleportation sigil, and you all. We already have a teleportation sigil. You know. Right? That. Yeah, you do. I, I forgot. <laughs> we don't need our jaw things anymore. You just <laughs> and you teleport to the Knights Reborn. You. Once again, see the giant sort of ziggurat-esque golden and bronze pyramid. Uh, and you see that your horses are still hitched up near it. Uh, four good war horses, two of which are armored. And, uh, yeah. So, um. Great. Do y'all need to d grab anything while you're here? Well, while we are here? No, I don't I, think so. Maybe some. So, no. no, I have. I have money. Can I see how? Can, can I steal as many herbs, oils, and incense that they have here at the moment? Um, it's been several months, so they're probably restocked. Yeah, you. Okay, you head inside. Um, only three knights are present. You see. Uh, <clears throat> one second. I. Oh, I need to talk to their leader, dude. Yeah, you do see... I also distrust him, I need to talk to him. You do, as you always will. You do see Sir Bradshire there. Uh, you also see Sharia and uh, Brutus, the, the really big guy. Yes. Uh, you see As Alden. his name implies. <laughs> Bradshire is still, uh, he still looks very tired. Um, and he's, uh, he's leaning heavily over these purple crystals. Um, that uh, that he's been studying as well. Sharia is leaning uh, over with him. The two of them kind of seem to be conversing about 
this, and he's writing down notes and talking about them. Brutus is kind of just sitting back in a, a chair, with his arms crossed, and just listening. Uh, he seems to kind of pick at his fingernails a little bit. Um, but um, they all, excuse me, they all notice you enter in Bradshaw. Oh, hello. Uh, sorry. Uh, what is it you need? Well, hello. Uh, we have, me and my party, have stopped by for a moment. You know, actually, let's just go over our appearances. Did we clean up since the last, since the time we fought that one dude? Uh, Big Azeroth? Yeah, because that was like a day ago. <laughs> yeah, you long rested. You cleaned up. You, 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 you're pretty good. A long rest. <laughs> would, would we actually be really clean? Okay. Okay, so so you look decent. Yeah, you um, look you look like this you usually do. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, we do you guys want to give him that one crystal we got or keep it with us? Uh, he seems. Uh, don't we need like... to give that to Admiron? Uh, the crystal. Well, did did hang oh. on? Did the rest of you guys go in, or was it just Gruul Jack who went in? I think Gudrak was probably the only one. I think I was the only one that went in. Okay. Have you, um... Have you found anything else interesting? Well, about a day ago, we encountered something quite <sighs> interesting, per se. Uh, uh, we were able to get the, the magic item all in tuned and stuff, so it's all things. It might be buried about 50 feet underground um, at the moment, but... Um, was it damaged? No, it might be in a tree. I don't quite remember. It's, it's been a long one day. Uh, what? <sighs> so, when we got there, it was... It was weird. Yes, yes, uh, get to the point. What is it you're trying to tell me? The warlock... The Merkel's servant of chaos, Azeroth, was brought back from the dead. He was reforming himself, and he looks like he was coming back as a necromancer. Really? He saw us as we appeared, and we we're like, "Oh, hey, what's that?" And we're like, "Oh, that's not good." And he started to come up to us. We fought him. He died again, and we got another crystal. We're gonna keep this one, though. Wait, 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 wait. So... I believe he was attempting to make me into some form of undead. Let me slow... <laughs> let me slow down here. Azrock, that... That, uh, that warlock that killed your friend, Sildan. Yeah. He came back. Merkel resurrected him. Yeah. My guess is that the portal was used to resurrect his important figures, his important pawns, really? pieces. Yeah. Yeah, that he, sounds about right. Yeah. Was he was he still humanoid, or, or, or was he some kind of other thing? Uh, he was more of a thing. Mostly. I don't think so. He was he like, was like he, normal human, and then he was half a skeleton. Well, and then he was giant. Yeah, and... a giant half of a skeleton. <laughs> <sighs> this hardly makes any sense. He got transformed twice. 
if, if it helps you, it's definitely some weird mumbo-jumbo going on with them. He's, he's writing a bunch of this stuff down on, a, on like, a, a blank sheet of paper. Um, you said you got another one of the crystals. Yes. How we got it is a very interesting story. So, at the final moments of this battle, right before we were able to vanish him once more, uh, our resident wizard, and I point towards Victor, was killed. I'm gonna... killed. Uh, in that final lash. Um, as, as a cleric, obviously, it brought him back to life. Thank you, thank you. But when we brought him back, he puked one of the crystals as if he was trying to bring him back once he died as a servant of Murphy. Hang on, he's, he's like flipping through his notes. So this, all right, let me, um, uh, Sharia, fetch, um, fetch the book. You know the one from my room and Sharia runs off to uh, his quarters. So, in the past, these uh, these undead creatures you fought, they, they had a crystal inside them, correct? This dark crystal sort of thing. My, my, my guess is that this crystal is used to resurrect things. Yes, that uh, was what I was thinking too. But not this crystal was planted inside your body, Victor. And you managed Indeed. to you managed to force it out. More of throwing it up, but yes. Did this this um this undead creature did it still live after it had killed Victor or did it die immediately after? It was like he vanished into a portal. I don't quite remember exactly what happened. It tried to transfer its life force into you, Victor. Um, Sharia comes back with this book. Yes, this is what I was talking about. This, this is, this is a history book. Yeah, it's, he, he has this like really big, thick, leather-bound book, and he opens it up. Where is it? Where is it? Come, come here, please, all of you. Um, he asks you to gather around the book. Here, he points towards a page. And you see this figure, this illustration of a figure on the page. You see it's this sort of, uh, this very skeletal man clad in dark flowing robes that sort of seem just like fade off. They don't even have an end. They just kind of like fade away. Uh, in one hand, you see he is holding up a, a huge scythe, a blackened uh, scythe laden with skulls, its blade shining. In his other hand, down below, you see small shards of a crystal that are um, sort of floating, and on the top of his head, um, sort of over this long, dark hood, you see a metal band with several uh, points on it, both metal and bone, it seems, and right in the center, probably... Uh, you know, it's hard to tell the scale, but it looks like a fairly large, dark crystal that shines with energy. I um, mumble miracle. Exactly. That's what he looks like. 
In the past, Merkel and Baal. I'm, I'm sure you might be aware that that um, these two were allies, or are allies, at least as far as we know. Merkel, the god of death, and Baal, the god of murder. The two of them tried to take over the realm. Right here, you see, and he points towards Merkel's left hand with the floating crystals inside. Merkel, in, it says in this, in this book right here, it's an old common, I don't think any of you can read it. Um, and yeah, you see on, so there's illustrations on the right page, on the left page, there's like a wall of text. Uh, and it looks vaguely like common, but there are a lot of shapes and words are spelled differently. It'd kind of be like reading a book from the 10th century. It's like, it's vaguely English, but you can't discern it at all. Uh, but Bradshire, he reads along it. The general gist of what this says is that Merkel used shards of his crown to raise beings back to life. Dragons, beholders, these are things you've encountered, correct? Both in flesh and in undeath. But, but didn't he lose his crown? Exactly. This is what, this is what I've been trying to figure out. His crown is his main source of power. He uses these shards of his crown. Now, I don't know how much of the crown he's taking away, but this is dark power. This, this power is, is, is a type of power that, that, that's, it's unprecedented. It's evil. These crystals hold something inside them that we need to avoid. But at the same time, this is what I've been trying to study. I think we can use them. This is Merkel's own power, and we've somehow gotten our hands on it, right? As far as we know, they haven't disappeared or anything. I... Does... What? Does this mean that we have, uh... That Merkel does have his crown? That he has retrieved it, or... If anything, he's... What it tells us is that he's retrieved a part of his crown. If we not the whole thing. At least. We don't know if he has the entire crown or anything. Yes, but 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 what I've been I've been studying for the past weeks. I think we can try to use this power of our own. Um and everyone kind whoa, of whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. every everyone everyone just kind of like leans forward a bit like are you serious like sharia and, and and brutus and you two as well no, listen this is not this is not what you think it is i abhor necromancy gruldrak i know you share the same sentiment i i i i despise it but there's an energy in here it's tied to merkel if we can find some way to perhaps reverse 
think of think of it like um uh, think of it reversing like, the current. Yes, exactly. Think of it like a river almost that runs one way. What we could try to do somehow is make the river flow the other way. We could almost cleanse these crystals of sorts. But I I With don't a river. You have to move millions of tons of earth and rock. I imagine Also, whatever magic is enacted upon that crystal, I feel that it might take a toll on whoever is casting what, the spell. What you are suggesting is to do something that takes so much magical finesse to do that nothing short than a wish spell can do this without consequences. Yes and no. I don't really know yet, but these notes, he puts his hands down on the table, and you, you see there is a ton of writing all over the table. You see drawings of, like, some sort of fire. You see drawings of angels. You see writings of different languages. You see portals. I have been theorizing. This is why I have been... This is why I'm not in good condition right now, because I have been studying day and night to find out how we can use these things. If Merkel, if, if, if even these shards, even a small piece of these shards is enough to raise a creature like an ancient dragon or a beholder to undeath, there has to be some amount of raw energy that is untouched or that we can unlock inside of it. We just have to change it somehow. We have to use it in a way that does not affect us. I know that not even all of our might combined is enough to, 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 to cleanse these crystals, to harness this power. I think I may know who can, but I, I'm not sure. I need more time to study. But I'm close. I'm, cl I'm, I'm this close to getting where we need to go. I'm this close to, to grasping it, but I just... <sighs> Look, Sir Bradshire, I don't think you're seeing all the risks to this operation. If there's a connection between Merkel and the crystal, it's not a one-way connection. It's not a downhill river, if anything. It's, it's a funnel of power. And if you the river, that's a valley. <laughs> with this crystal, you're opening you to be controlled by Merkel. No, that is what I'm saying. We have to... <sighs> These crystals... Unmerkify it. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to reverse the flow of power. Listen, I understand the risks involved. It. We are handling cosmic calls right now do you it's uh, the risk we're taking i think is reasonable it's either this or the entire world is consumed by undeath there's really nothing in between there is another way we just don't see it yet this this is a false end friend this crystal it'll corrupt <laughs> Uh, That's what I'm trying to... As a wizard who could have gone into necromancy very, very easily, 
and may well have almost gone into necromancy. I, uh, I uh, support the usage of it as long as he believes he has a safe way to do it. Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. We're not using these crystals as they are. There is nothing safe about these crystals. There's nothing safe about anything we're doing. We're dealing with a god. But Grudrak. these crystals, we know what they're, what they're used for. Grudrak. We know their power that they contain. But we, we might as well try whatever we can, indeed. Yeah, Gruldrak, please listen to me. The, I know, I am certain there is a way that we can reverse the flow of energy. It is potentially dangerous, but so is everything else we're doing. I just need a little more time. I need as much as I can get. I need these crystals from you. I need as much information as I can get from you so that I can complete these studies because I am on the brink of finding something. I just need more time. Just a little more time and I can, I can provide you with a way we can create something to, to, to fight Merkel, to fight a so god. Excuse me. You said there was someone that could help us with this. Yes, I think. Though accessing them... Would you them... mind divulging that name? <sighs> Tex Guldrak. Come with me. And he stands up from his chair. No one else follows. He stands up from his chair and he goes to his quarters. Um... Do you follow? This is the moment where I really wish I had message. <laughs> do, do you two yeah. follow Bracha? Uh, yeah, I follow. Uh, yep. And as I'm walking away, I turn around and sort of shrug as I walk. Um, but you you get inside this, uh, you enter his quarters, and he closes the door, and he locks it. So... These can I make a can I make a wisdom check, Gideon, just just to check something with my hopefully see something in his intentions? Uh, yeah, make an insight check. Because I know some of the worst things that happened are by the best intentions. Victor, you're still just sitting here with like Brutus and Sharia awkwardly staring at you. Um, Hello, friends. Darn, I did not roll that well. Thirteen. Um, there's something in his eyes. He has an idea. You've seen it before, a lot in Victor. Uh, he has an idea, but he's also, he looks extremely tired and a little bit manic. Maybe not uh, quite thinking straight, but okay. He's on difficult ground, friends. I need you to listen to me very carefully. These crystals have been speaking to me. I understand how that sounds, but they talk to me. They try to corrupt me. And you notice he's talking in a low voice. He's trying to keep everyone else from hearing. These crystals are trying to corrupt me. There's a reason they're powerful enough to raise these undead because they can corrupt and consume easily. The rest of the knights, they don't know about this. 
They just know that they're dark crystals and that they shouldn't be trifled with. And they shouldn't. But there's something in those crystals that does not want to be here. It wants to consume. It wants to create more undead. It serves Merkel. The crystal is sentient in a way. I trust you two the most out of anyone here. My mind is stronger than any of the knights, and even I... I have had a hard time resisting the pull of these crystals. But amidst the chaos, there's... <laughs> That's a dog. A very angry chihuahua. Uh, yes. <clears throat> amidst the darkness, there's something there. I've studied them intensely, and believe me, it's taken its toll on my mind. But I am still sane. Maybe not for long. But these crystals, we can use them. There is a place in the northern pole of Athelpia. It holds an artifact called the Frostfire. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, but essentially it is this sort of fire that eternally burns. But it is not a hot fire, it is a cold fire. Anything it touches, it freezes. And it freezes them for a very long time. Reports are uh, varied, but many say several centuries. These crystals need to be inert. They need to be stabilized or uh, sort of uh, rendered unusable. At least for the most part, or controlled so that they can be cleansed. The only way to cleanse them is by angelic power. Like I said, none of us have that kind of power. But some people on Mount Celestia do. And you both know what Mount Celestia is. It is a different plane of existence home to many angels and holy beings. It's basically a seven-layered mountain where essentially angels go and it is like heaven in a sense. This is ambitious, yes. But if we are going to be taking on a god, we need to fight back just as hard as he is. My proposition is you have to go to this northern pole, find the frost fire, and freeze these crystals somehow, so that they are uh, inert, so that they cannot uh, stretch their power as far. Then. Is this something we want to do now? Do we want to, uh, per se, make a stock hold of these so we we can take the crystals 
Yes. But I suggest we take them now. Well, I mean... Or I have my dealings with madness. There is more you have to plan, and judging by you, your attitudes here, and when you came here, there is something you must do first. Um, but this is important. Um, do it when you are the most available. Again, I'm, I, I'm sure there is something you have to do, but do not... Uh, do Sir not... Bradshire, you're treading on difficult grounds right now. We all are, Gruldriak. You're on even worse. If you make one false move, the ground's gonna fall right under you. I can promise you that. He kind of steps closer to you, and he looks right into your eyes, and you see he looks desperate. Like, he looks afraid. For the first time you've known him, the sort of calm, collected Bradshire looks scared. Gruldriak, there is a lot that I have lost in this occurrence, and I'm sure you have all lost just the same, and I'm not going to discredit you. But, if we are going to save the fucking world, we need to push the envelope. I don't think there's much else we can do. With these crystals, we have a chance. We can craft some kind of weapon. And we can use Merkel's energy against him. I know Look. <laughs> I haven't showed many most of my cards. But how I know. Here's a I'm not supposed to say this, but promise me you remember this and be very careful when I say this. This is from a prophecy that I've acquired recently. Not recently, a while ago. But a prophecy nonetheless, and many parts of it have become true, and I foresee some becoming truer. And I'll just I'll just say it. Seven Templars of Radiance rally to the fray. One corrupted, his black heart leading him astray. Gruldriak, immediately, upon saying those words, you take eight points of necrotic damage as you feel a burning pain run through your head. Oh, eight points, just flat eight points. Yes, eight points okay. of necrotic damage. You feel a burning pain run through your head as you say those words, almost like they just triggered a sort of fire in your heart. After I oh, say that, right. Gruldrick. yeah, I, I just, I just take a knee, and <sighs> that's gonna stink. And I stand back up and say, "That's all I can say. I cannot say no more. Please." And I grab onto him, and I say, and I look him in the eyes with fear of what might happen in the future if he follows through with this. If you're going to do this. Do it carefully. Very, very carefully. 
For if this does not work, which probably won't, it's gonna end this all in our efforts real fast. I understand your concern. And as your friend, I appreciate that you are looking out for me and my health. I think, though, we're all sacrificing something, and I am not doing this. I am in no state, physically and mentally, to do this. You three, you four, are the ones who have to do it. I'm just giving you the instruction. So, please, I honestly don't know how much longer it is that I can keep these crystals around me before they really do drive me mad. We have to take this risk. We'll have to move the crystals away from this area then. Yes, you can take them. I just... Whatever you do, don't listen to them. Do not do anything that they demand of you. Do not give in. Do not let them try to corrupt you. Because if you do, I don't even want to think about it. You have to do this. There's no other way that I can think of. And frankly, <laughs> have you seen the amount of undead around nearby? I think we are starting to run out of time. I will running out too much time. I will tell you more. But you need to take these crystals and when it is convenient. Take them to the frost fire and freeze them. Then I can discuss with you what to do with them. At the very least then they will be less powerful and you you will be able to uh handle them with more discretion. Are you sure this frost fire will dampen their power? Frankly, it'll What if it makes it worse? What if it makes them stronger? If they eat whatever force they try to corrupt, what if they eat the force of the flame? Frankly, Gludriak, I'm not sure about anything, but this is the best bet we have. Who else out there can stop the force of a god? I mean, they're physical objects. Freezing them is the best way I can think of, or at least freezing anything is the best way I can think of to render something inert. If it absorbs it, then that will be bad. Of course, but what other options do we have? Like I said, we're running out of time. We don't have the resources to to dilly dally. We have to fight back and soon. Merkel is growing in power by the day. I am sure of it. We can't let it keep happening. 
Well then, if you don't got no any more time to shenaniganize stuff, let's let's get this going. Let's get the ball rolling. Yes. Whatever happens, it happens. Right. We'll take the crystals. It will not be in your hair much longer. We'll be in very safe possession. Yeah, he kind of puts his hands around the both of you. I trust you. I trust all of you, but you two are probably the most level-headed of this group. Do not listen to them. Promise me you won't let them control you. I will keep these crystals as safe as possible. Probably I have some victor. Promise I've me. I handled myself around them before. I will do it again. You have my oath. So, and with that, he takes a small wooden box that is um, locked up with two locks. And he hands Ooh. you two small keys, both slightly different in shape. He presses them into your hands. The world, quite literally, is at your mercy now. So do be careful and don't screw it up. Of course. And Obviously. Just to make this a bit safer, uh, I hand one of the keys to Gujarag. We, we both have a key. Exactly. Yes. It's like nuclear launch codes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, with the power that's inside these things, it. So you just is. give me both keys? No, I give you one key. I she gave you one key. key. She has the other. Yeah, he gave us one key each. So I already had had a key, and you had your key. Oh, okay. I didn't interpret it like that. So <laughs> yeah, we both each have one key. Yeah. Both each have one key. Yep. Except for Victor. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have not slept in four days. I'm going to go to bed, and he. It uh, yeah, he, he starts preparing his bed. He takes off some of his armor and sits on the edge of the bed. He just... He looks relieved, like a big weight has just been lifted off his shoulders, which quite literally it has. So. Nice. <laughs> cool Jack just says, nice. And then, uh, nice. Nice. So. Hello there, my friends. It is I, Biff Bugbear, and I am hosting this paid sponsorship. Uh, don't you worry, we'll return to Dungeons and Trivia, the most popular game show in the Forgotten Realms, in just a moment. But for this ad break, I'm here to tell you about a show that's nearly as high in quality and viewership. Traveler's Tales! In fact, to test your knowledge in this short little break, I'm going to present a question to you about this very program. <clears throat> Which platform should you be supporting Traveler's Tales on? A. Spotify B. Apple Podcasts C. Anchor or D. Overcast Come up with an answer? Well, the answer is all of the above! Each and every way of supporting the podcast should be utilized for the ideal form of entertainment. Although, don't forget to include some dungeons and trivia in there as well. Anyways, it seems we're almost out of time, so be sure to head over to the Traveler's Tales page and get right on top of the show ASAP! Farewell, folks! Dungeons and Trivia, the 
acceleration, immolation, decapitation, disembowelment, or death. Nor is it possible for the actions of the creatures contained in the show and cannot be held liable that these creatures escape due to the third article of the show's constitutional rights. And this contributor retains the right to withhold information concerning the health, safety, and justice in court of law. He cannot be fined for the willful and consenting participation of those involved. Then he contributed as a trademark of the National Fantasy, and all of the content shown upon the program's copyright, and therefore unusable by any means other than the show's planetary benefit. You guys, I assume, cool. exit the, the quarters? Yep. Yep. We got plans. Hey, hey, Victor. Do you got the we... alarm spell? Um, no. Bummers. We're gonna have to get crafty uh, with this. Sharia kind of looks at you. Um, Sharia is the one, if you recall, with kind of like short brown hair. She looks, uh, like, pretty young. Probably one of the youngest. Uh, is Master Bradshaw all right? Did he tell you yes. anything important? He's finally taking my advice, which is to take a nap. <laughs> finally. Do not worry about him. Did he tell you anything important? Very much, yes. But unfortunately, uh, that must remain behind closed lips. Why? Do you not trust us? Brutus kind of like... No. Shifts in his seat a little bit, kind of glares at you. Frankly, I... I trust all of you. Probably more than Gudriak and maybe more than Victor. But... This is also given to us uh, by your leader, and I do not want to go against his wishes, especially when all of you are uh, under his command, per se. Does that make sense? Sounds like something suspicious to me. Well, you can strike it up with him once he wakes up. Mm. Brutus kind of, uh, you, see, you notice now that his axe, uh, his giant great axe, is sort of leaning up against his side, and he just kind of grasps the handle a little bit. You watch yourselves. My friends, you better watch yourselves, and watch Bradshire very closely. Very closely. If he does anything weird, anything out of the usual he does anything unusual call us call me then something's up where's the big one didn't you have another brute alongside you he decided that he had more uh, important quests that he needed to venture. <laughs> Not surprised. He takes the axe and kind of like pulls out a whetstone and starts to sharpen a little bit. Alright. Sharia just kind of, well, I will talk with him, but uh, please, and she kind of like walks up to you, Tex, and she takes her hands in yours. Um, please, just do be careful around him. He's known to do this sometimes but we trust you and she kind of gives a look at Brutus before looking at you thank you I wished that this wasn't the time that I would lose your trust because I feel that we are going to need it more than ever as these days go by of course 
So, you guys, uh, you guys head out, I assume. Anything else you want to do in the, the Knights Reborn uh, stuff? Uh, how, how much, how many, how many incense can I snag from them? Um, incense, herbs, and oils. Uh, you didn't get any from them, but I will say along the, uh, on the outside of the, the, uh, the pyramid, you spot a, um, you spot a bush of wolfsbane. So you get five gold pieces worth of herbs, I guess. Hey, every, every, every bit counts for ultimate safety. Right. Because I'm, I'm slowly building up to have the things for the ultimate safety <laughs> spell. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hello. Kudriak? Uh, can I talk to you alone for a moment? Outside. Yeah, sure. What's up? Victor is still just being left alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, we... you have Pathfinder to talk to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's not much of a conversationalist. But... Um, hey, he, but yeah. Pathfinder knows a lot of things. Maybe he can learn about the old culture. The olden days. That's fine. I'll just sit in a corner and think about my life. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you, you can uh, you can show them some neat magic tricks. Do some wizardry. Oh yeah, wizard. Fireball. <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah. Okay. As as we head outside, um, Tech sort of like jumps up a few of the like steps on the ziggurat just to get a, a better view, and and. And pats one of the stones beside her. So, what did you want to talk about? Uh, Alright, um... Can I confide in you for a moment? Go right ahead. This is... A lot. I, I, I know that since I joined you... Three. Uh, I've been dealing with things that I didn't think I would have to face ever in my life. And at this point, with the so blanted uh, description or like just having the weight of all of this put just dropped on my shoulders. This is a, a lot. It is a lot. No, I was expecting this day to come. The, the, the sad truth is this is all planned. None of this is happening without reason. You are with us. You feel a slight buzz in the back of your head, Gruldriak. I don't plan to say a quote from there, but yeah, I you just do. it's you get that feeling I know, like I know what I'm reaching for. You get you that know. feeling like you're on thin ice. <laughs> but all we have to do is keep on treading, truly on to to just overcome whatever difficulties might arise, whether it's a horde of zombies one day or the most powerful crystals in existence the next. That's, that makes sense, and I wasn't planning on keeping up or just stopping. But 
before all of this, uh, the most difficult thing I had to deal with was uh, a wizard that got too cocky, or uh, some nobleman that decided to put their uh, fingers in too many pies. But I suppose it is uh, only natural that things progress and get more difficult. Uh, after all, what is life without a challenge? Yeah. Life without challenge is no life at all. Aye. Now, let's get this going. <laughs> let's do that. Get on the road. It all is right. time we left. So, it is the time to go. You guys it is the time to go. It is the time to go. So, uh, so, where is it you guys are going? You're going to Yenelv? Yellow, yeah, yellow, yep, yellow, yep, 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 yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yellow. So you want to travel to Yenelv? Yenelv. Yes. Uh, so in total, both for horses and uh, over, over boat, that will take about a hundred and eighteen days. I. Once we once we leave, I'm going to put a. You can also travel. You can also travel at a fast pace, which would subtract about uh, eight days. Oh, so we one, could take our time with this. I don't think no there's rush. a point. <laughs> one ten yeah. is yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'm gonna put a glyph of warding on the box itself. If and the constraint is if one of the keys enter the enter one of the locks, either one or in both, and or um, right there, and tries to unlock one, either one or both of the locks, it's going to summon a, a it's going to summon a guardian of faith. <laughs> right on your position. No, yeah. Right on the box's position and the enemy for this guardian of faith will be whoever's trying to unlock this box. Yeah, you just go to unlock it and just whoosh, this massive this Cthulhu massive knight. Jojo thing appears and starts beating you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I'm, I'm so you're approaching me. A mimic. A, mi <laughs> a mimic. The box just turns into a mimic, exactly. It just starts eating your arm. The box has a stand that is a mimic. Exactly, <laughs> that's <box>. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the guarding the faith of this chest. Yeah. Is a chest that's actually a mimic. It's just a big chest. That's a fake chest. Exactly. Okay. I mean, well, okay. It doesn't say who it's, the It's exactly like the mimics from Dark Souls. Or. Yeah. So it's the chest's guardian of faith. It's it's exactly like the mimics from Dark Souls. They are just just with arms and legs and just ah. Yes. But anyways, uh, even better, it's a punching. It's a punchy mimic, so it doesn't even have an open mouth and maw. It just has. It's just really exactly. Strong. It's, it's like that one Twitter post. This this massive mimic just beats the crap out of anyone who opens it. <laughs> just a unit. An absolute, absolute unit. unit. All right. Well, uh, is there anything you guys want to do either on land or on sea 
during your journey. How many towns do we pass through? How many towns? Uh, Places, cities, civilizations. Probably pass by. Um, you'd probably pass by Fort Worth, which is a big town in uh, Isia. Well, um, hopefully they are worth as much as they are called. Of course. Um, I'm going to try to get as much incense, herbs, and oils out of them as I can possibly squeeze. Roll a d100. A d100? Yes. It's a pretty big amount. 64. 64. Nice. Um, you get right a total of 109 gold pieces worth of um, of herbs, incense, and oils. Cool. 109. Mm-hmm. 109. And subtract, so. um, I'll say, 30 gold from your expenses, part of which is for buying it. Um, the other part of the gold that you got is just because you found it or you were able to trade it somehow. Great. Thank you. Let's let's see how much I need now. 19 plus 160 plus... 80 plus 500. Um, I'll search for a magic shop. Eh, um, <laughs> you're not like stopping in these towns yes. necessarily. You know where the purple uh, all right, never mind. Um, but what about you, Tex? Uh, put on a cowboy hat. Yes. Tex? Um. If Tex was a wizard, then she would definitely have a cowboy hat instead of a uh, a wizard hat. She totally. But, uh... Hmm. Yeah, so, like, how much time are we spending in each of these towns? Um, like a few hours, maybe half a day at most. You basically just stop there for the night, sleep, and then get That sounds like enough time for a magic shop. That does sound like enough time for a magic shop. <sighs> Roll a d20, Victor. All right. <laughs> I'm opening up the DMG here. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Okay, so you find... Give me a second here. You will, find your long-lost lover. I will say yes. <laughs> um, no, you, uh... I'll, I'll say you find this, um... This very weird magic shop. Um, it's really, really oh. big, actually. And when you enter, um, you see there is a. The magic shop itself is actually pretty small. There's a halfling who's standing on top of a desk uh, at the far end of the magic shop, and behind him is a huge cage. And you see a wyvern inside it with a saddle on it. And, uh, a wyvern. A wyvern, yes. Um, wyvern. You you've seen a wyvern probably once or twice before. Um, a wyvern. This one is a sort of tan brown skin color. Um, it's just kind of pacing around. It looks to, you know, doesn't look hostile. It doesn't look angry or harmful. It's just kind of there, and it, you know, it looks towards the door when it sees uh, you enter, and the halfling's like, "It's all right, sorry, just a customer." Well, hey, welcome. Uh, uh, what can I what can I sell you? We've got a lot of adventurous provisions here. A um, couple of magic things. Mostly just uh, regular stuff, though. So, uh, yeah, what are you looking for? You look like a wizard yourself. Um, yes, that's exactly what I am. 
would you happen to have any useful uh, spells or knickknacks here that might be useful to someone of uh, of uh, higher combat ability, at least magic-wise? Well, let me see here. Um, all right, give me a give me a quick moment, and he um, jumps down. And he kind of like, uh, you just see like the top of his head as he's like rummaging behind the desk. Uh, and he just like, yeah, he puts up a piece of like a scroll you can see on top of the desk. And he, all right, well, <clears throat> uh, you see this here. Uh, he holds up the scroll. This here is a spell scroll. Uh, I found it once in the woods. Uh, I, I've never opened it because I don't know what's inside. I don't know if like, if they, if they, uh, I don't know if they, just like work when you open them but uh yeah it's a spell scroll uh, yeah so i'll give it to you All for right. like um maybe a hundred gold it seems valuable yeah true why not all right you um do you bother <laughs> opening the scroll to see what spell it is no i'm not even gonna open it to <laughs> see right. what spell it is first i'll you, just buy you, it off of them you buy you you buy Suddenly the spell you buy scroll. a scroll of invisibility all right. Um, yes, you. you it seems like he needs the he needs the assistance. So you buy this oh. spell scroll for one hundred dollars. Dollars. Yes. Or gold pieces. Sure. Whatever. Uh, dollars. Yes. American dollars. American dollars. American gold yes. pieces. Welcome to America. <laughs> um. Let's see. So. Uh, yeah, you buy you 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 buy the scroll. Uh, is there is there anything else you need? You wanna you wanna meet my wyvern? His wyvern? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, hey, it's 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 all right, little. It's it's all right. Come here, it's okay. Um, so uh, he kind of beckons the wyvern, and he he you see there's a little bucket next to the cage, and there's a uh, a bunch of like uh like dead rats inside um they don't like they don't seem rotten but they're dead and he just kind of like tosses one out to the wyvern and it snaps it up and just looks uh looks around and he pats his nose uh so this right here is Chiron. uh you want to pet him uh sure so i've reached my hand you gotta over be uh so you gotta like, be careful carefully um, pet the wyvern yeah, like so so first you gotta let him, first you gotta let him smell you and uh uh, just, just reach your hand out real gentle, like, and let him smell you first. And if, uh, if he likes you, then he should, he should let you know. Um, so I assume you, you put. Your I hand um, I put my hand in front of his face. Yeah, no, you, you hold Very your hand aggressively. <laughs> no, <laughs> you punch a wyvern in the nose. No. Yeah, I punch the wyvern. <laughs> you gently put your hand forth, and it kind of just like. And then, um, it, like, licks your hand a little bit, and and then it kind of pushes, it's kind of like a cat, actually. It pushes its head yeah. into your hand, and you you feel its, um, scaly head. Ah, he he looks like he likes you. So, uh, this, uh, this... I, uh... Yeah. I, I start just petting him, yeah. yeah. You pet him, it seems like a, a decently friendly wyvern. Uh, you know, I, I found uh, this, wavering. um... Uh, so, so, so this guy, actually, I, funny story, uh, I found him when I was going on a hike in the woods, uh, and y y you see, I've always kind of wanted a pet, 
I didn't really think a Wyvern was going to be my first choice, but uh, it was injured, and I know a little bit about medical stuff, so I actually I actually fixed fixed it up. You, you see right over there on the ah. wing, um, and you see on its right wing, um, there's this huge scar that runs from like the bone end down the flap of the wing. Uh, it oh, was real. Are you it was aware real. of how that happened? Yeah, I I honestly don't know, uh, but it looked like it was in a lot of pain. Um, but I, I, I stitched it up, and, um, it kind of just started following me. Uh, and as long as I kept it fed, it didn't really bother me. So I decided I would, uh, I'd keep it here. Um, I let people what pet it. a nice it. relationship. Yeah, he's very nice. He, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't bite, um, unless he gets angry. Uh, and I, I, I feed him pretty constantly, so yeah. I bet you haven't had ever met anyone who had a pet wyvern before, eh? Uh, actually I've met about seven people, I think, who have pet wyverns. Oh, wow. I guess not as uncommon <laughs> as I would think. Well, um... <laughs> be the eighth, then. I'm Joel, by the way. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Uh, nice to meet you, Joel. I am, uh... I am Victor. Nice to meet you, Victor. I'm glad you could stop by. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me, yes. Alright, so, uh, yeah, you now <laughs> what have- What a nice interaction. Yes. You now you have- You have a wyvern! And you, yes, you petted a wyvern today. So, um, I'll see you, you did that. Mommy, Tex. Mommy, I petted the wyvern today. <laughs> um, Tex, is there any, uh, is there anything you wanted to do? No, I mean, like, we Set don't really the keep, world on fire. We don't really keep track of, like, food yes. and stuff. Uh, I might, like, maybe before we go to bed one night while we're in a town, uh, I just sort of sit and commune with Istus. Alright. You pray to your god. Me and the boys communing with Istus. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, do you, Victor, do you ever check what that spell scroll is? No. <laughs> yes, I shall. I shall do okay. that. You open it up, uh, and you see it is a fourth level spell scroll of Charm Monster, but epic. it only works on rats. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with this. And the save DC, uh, so it, the natural save DC for the spell scroll is 15. And you can cast Charm Monster with it, but it only works on rats. And like this, you can't you 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 can't write it in any other way. This is specifically written that it only works on rats. <laughs> but aren't rats a beast? Yeah, they're not monsters. They're they're they count. They're beasts. There's only two charm spells. It's charm person or charm monster. Monster is anything that's not a humanoid. So. Oh, okay. Oh, alright. Yeah, I can here. I'll check the spell to be sure, but I'm fairly certain that's what it is. That's pretty funky. Um, yeah, you attempt to charm a creature you see within range. So, really anything. Huh. Alright. So yeah, charm monster, only works on rats, save DC 15. You now have this spell scroll. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I'll copy it down this night as we, as we make our journey. Alright. Well, uh, other than that, I will assume you guys, excuse me, make your journey to... Yep. Yenelf. Um, now we make haste for that one place <laughs> that I like to fake the name of because I, I, 
I do somewhat slightly care. Mm, the archives? Oh yeah, that place too. What was the first place? The the main town, Ragan. 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 Yeah, that's where uh, that's where you. Radican. Radican mm. city. Radical. Uh, but yes, you 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 dock in Yenelv and. Through general observation and asking of the public, over the course of a few days, you manage to make your way to the archives. It's about near northern Yen. Uh oh, my my page just stopped for a second. Is it just me, or is there now to get up? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I removed it. Oh, my my page just stopped working for a second. I don't know why. Okay. Just stopped. The imposter left. <laughs> he was kicked. But, anyways, uh, sorry to interrupt. Over the course of a few days, through your general charm and investigation, you find your way to the archives. They are in northern Yenelv. Um, they are... It's, it's within a city called Truin. T-R-U-I-N. Truin. Uh, and when you find these archives, it is very impressive, even from the outside. Uh, you see you're standing in the middle of the streets, uh, there's a bunch of people bustling all around you, and this archives is kind of what it'd be like to look at the front of the Lincoln Memorial. You see it is a massive building with stone pillars in front. You see two huge double doors in the center as well as several windows and sort of small sub-buildings around it. Uh, there is trimmed grass on the lawn and a walkway towards it. Um, you see there are several small little monuments on the uh, grass. There are small statues that look like people. Um, you would assume to be people related to the archives, perhaps previous owners or big contributors to this huge building um, on the top. They donate to, so that they don't have to do taxes. Of course, yes. Taxes do exist. They've always been around. But um, on the top placard, uh, on the top plaque of this building, you see the archives. Um, it's pretty simple, but the whole place is very well adorned. Um, so yeah, it, it's even on the outside. It looks very impressive. It's 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 akin to the Library of Congress. So yeah. You guys, I, I assume you enter this area. You know what would really be pretty, pretty interesting and unexpected? What? If this was just one giant cake. Don't bring back the trend that everything is cake. We don't need that here. The next zombie would could say the cake is a lie. It's a cake. It's a cake. None of it is cake. It's concrete. No cake. Okay, what is what is concrete? The cake is a lie. But just inedible. Uh, cake. Yeah. Concrete is. I mean, there's even a batter that comes you want first. Me to kill you it's like all fun, right now. it's like funfetti cake mix, you know. Exactly. And you gotta let it sit too. You gotta let it sit and cook. Rise. And you have to mix it. It's made of multiple ingredients. All of you are suddenly struck cake. by lightning. It's cake. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 
Anyway, no more cake. No, not. <laughs> no more cake. No cake. Do you, you can. Know, do you do, see? If you want to buy a cake, you, you can see. go to a bakery and get a cake. But right now, you're in front of the archives. So. Your good luck just turns around without another word. Just goes and heads to the bakery. And buys a cake. <laughs> I've been here before. I know where all the bakeries are at. But yeah, uh, it's like um. Uh, it's like the transcendent damage, where you just punch the player instead of the do damage to the uh, character. <laughs> instead of doing damage to the enemy, I just punch the DM. <laughs> you can't fight a monster if the DM is too <laughs> injured to create it. Yep, the character's just standing there awkwardly as... In real life, they're just having a, a ball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you guys enter the archives, or do you want to just like admire the outside scenery, talk to someone? You see a few people who are ambling about the central courtyard, and in reality, the, the courtyard is very nice. It's um, beyond the green. There is a, a very nice garden and a few pathways that you can kind of just explore if you'd like. You can walk up to the monuments uh, and read any of the placards on there. Um, or you could just I'll... go in. Let's just inside. go in. Yep. Do it. Alright. Just do it. Victor, you're going in too. do it. Yesterday, we said Be tomorrow. that child. Okay. You... Hey, everyone. Bit of a short episode today, but uh, don't worry. More will come and more will be interesting. Uh, in any case, thank you for watching. Go ahead and follow all the... Uh, respective platforms as Biff told you in the mid-roll, and we will see you next time.